Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I'm your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Rampage with a special Championship Friday edition here with four titles on the line. Starting with the Triple A Mega Championship as El Hijo de Vikingo defends against Drillistico and Commander in a fantastic opener here. My favorite match on this show, without a doubt. So much happening here to even try to recap. Just go ahead and watch it. But the ending was Vikingo diving onto Commander onto the outside through a table with a 630 Centon. But as Drillistico has tried to take advantage of this, Vikingo reversed him into a roll up for the pen. We had a backstage segment with Jeff Jarrett and his whole crew where Lexi Nair tells, tells them that the group was suspended due to what happened in Double or Nothing with Karen Jarrett smashing the guitar over Aubrey Edwards' head. But Mark Briscoe walks in and says there'll be no suspension as he just talked to Tony Khan and he said he wants them there so they can get an ass whooping. Speaking specifically for Jeff and Karen as Aubrey walks in and starts choking Karen as they had to be pulled apart. Oh boy, uh, not a match that I expect in AEW, but I'm sure there'll be a match announcement coming out of this announced pretty soon. A New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship match as Zack Sabre Jr. defends against Action Andretti. He wins by submission in another great match here where Sabre was twisting up Andretti's arms back until he quit. This was Sabre's official AEW debut, not counting last year's Forbidden Door as that was a joint show with New Japan. Another New Japan title here as the Strong Women's Championship is defended. Willow Nightingale defends against Emi Sakura after hitting the Dr. Bomb in a hard-fought battle here. This is Willow's first title defense. And in the main event for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, Katsuyuri Shibata defeated Lee Moriarty. Shibata's first defense on AEW television as Jerry Lynn, Christopher Daniels, and BJ Whitmer served as the judges. And yet another great match here, 4 for 4 tonight, with Shibata putting on a sleeper hold and the PK for the win. Uh, with this card on paper, it shouldn't be surprised to see this be the best Rampage in weeks, if not months. And after the match, Daniel Garcia comes out and gets in Shibata's face, so I'm expecting this match to be at Death Before Dishonor, which they announced uh, for July 21st in Trenton, New Jersey, which is a day before AEW is in Newark, New Jersey, for collision. Or maybe a Forbidden Door, who knows? There's a lot of shows coming up that this match could definitely fit into. We go to Impact Wrestling, and before the Impact, Brian Myers defeated Tyler Turva. Uh, the good hands interfered and get ejected at ringside, and Myers hit the roster cut to get the pin, but Turva hung in there during this match. The main show itself starts with Bully Ray coming to the ring, saying that he put everybody through tables, and Under Siege was one of the greatest moments of his life, as it brought him great pleasure to light Scott Demore on fire. He says, Scott, he says Josh Alexander and Tommy Dreamer aren't there, and he's still standing, and he'll win the 8-4-1 match at Against All Odds. Steve Macklin comes out and says that he loved what he did, but he allowed Bully Ray to do what he did, which got Ray upset a little bit, but Ray succumbed because he said that Macklin is the world champion. Macklin said that he would be happy for Ray to be his opponent if he wins that against all odds. Then the Mortal City Machine Guns come out as Alex Shelley says that he'll walk out of against all odds as world champion. Ray said that Shelley won't be satisfied until he wins the world title, and then Sabin brought up how he won it from Ray, and Ray said yes, but he won it right back. They kept asking Shelley if he thinks that he could beat Macklin, and he kept saying yup, which a new t-shirt was birthed out of this. And then the Mortal City Machine Guns go to challenge them for tonight, but they decline, so instead Subculture comes out, which is Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, and accept a match for the Motor City Machine Guns tonight. Jimmy Jacobs interviews Nick Aldis, who talks about beating Kenny King, and he'd be glad to do it again. And then he talks about winning the A4-1 match. On to the main matches, Eddie Edwards defeated Yuri Uramura after hitting a Tiger Driver and the Boston Knee Party in a good 9-minute match. Edwards goes to shake Yurimura's hand after just to pull it away, and then Frankie Kazarian comes out, and they get into a little scuffle as Alicia Edwards gets taken out in the confusion by Kazarian. Jay Chris and Sammy Callahan defeated Black to Roos and Crazy Steve of Decay pretty quickly in under two minutes. After Chris and uh, Callahan put Steve on Taurus's shoulders, then Callahan put Chris on his own shoulders as he hit a cutter on Steve for the pen. Innovative finish here. The design comes out as Khan took out Chris and Callahan with a double choke slam. Deaner and Angels join in on the attack, and then Rich Juan runs out after with a chair for the save. 
We later say we later see Callahan and Chris, which who proposed to Swan to take out the design of the six man tag match at against all odds. But Swan says that he's already busy as he'll be in the eight four one match, and they're gonna have to find someone else. As Callahan says that they'll have to call the monster. It was later revealed on social media that this monster is the returning Madman Fulton to reunite OVE. Trinity defeated Savannah Evans in a pretty dominant fashion here, having Evans submit to Starstruck in under five minutes. And then after the match, Trinity calls out Deanna Perazzo and challenges her for the Knockouts World Championship at Slammiversary. But Shaw and Evan, Evan start attacking them after as Shaw used a loaded purse on them. And then Jordan Grace comes out and goes after Evans and Shaw, but they take her out with the loaded purse. Shaw then hits her knee strike three times on Grace, which makes me wonder if this is Grace's write-off from Impact as her time there seems to be done. Jody Threat defeated Danny Luna in her debut match for Impact. Good showing from both of them, but Threat was able to hit the F416 for the pen in a bit over seven minutes. Joe Henry and Santino Morello are backstage as Santino goes and makes Henry versus Dirty Dango for the Digital Media Championship against all odds. And Kenny King and Sheld- Sheldon Jean interrupt as Santino makes Henry versus Jean for next week. We see footage of Kel- Killer Kelly and Master Slamovich brawling at Under Siege at a- in a dog collar match is announced for them too at Against All Odds. Uh, I'll have a report for Against All Odds this Friday on PostWrestling.com. And in the main event, the Motor City Machine Guns defeated Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster of Subculture in a first time ever meetup between these two teams. Fantastic match here as the guns hit the dirt bomb on Webster as Chris Saban gets the pen. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. This was taped in Las Vegas, going into Double or Nothing weekend. Thankfully, it's not a three-hour show. As the Kingdom defeated the Infantry, Matt Taven pinned Sean Dean after hitting the Proton Pack with some help from Maria on the outside with a trip-up. Sky Blue defeated Trisha Dora. Nice match here with a bit of back and forth at the end until Blue hit the Skyfall for the pen. The Righteous and Stu Grayson defeated the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Evil Uno. As Uno and Grayson started, Uno didn't want to hit Grayson, so Grayson hit him first. And after he kept pushing Uno during the match, Uno finally snaps and attacks Grayson back. But after some help from Vincent, Grayson hits a nightfall on Uno, tags Vincent, who co- comes in and gets the pen, and Dark Order looked devastated after this match. Zack Sabre Jr. and Samoa Joe had a little argument backstage with both of them saying that they're the best television champion, and how the They'll find out soon, so I'm hoping we get this match at Death Before Dishonor, or maybe at Forbidden Door. Diamante defeated Promise Braxton after making her tap out to a straight jacket stretch and easy work for Diamante. Brian Cage defeated Willie Mack. Ian Riccoboni and commentary mentioned how these two have faced off over 50 times, and then Cage hit the discus lariat for the pen in a hard-fought victory. Zack Sabre Jr. defends the television championship against Rocky Romero. Very good match here with Sabre stretching out Romero for the submission win in about 11 minutes or so. Action Andretti and Darius Martin defeated the workhorsemen. Commentary was bringing up how Nigel McGuinness, who wasn't there this week, Got into great shape and wondering what he's up to, teasing a return match, I would think. Andretti gets the pin on Anthony Henry after their double-team rock-bottom-like move. Henry and J.D. Drake refuse to shake their hands after. Kip Sabian, the Butcher and the Blade, defeated Shogun, Bryce Saturn, and Jacob Austin Young. The Butcher making his ROH debut here as Sabin and Blade have appeared before in the old regime of Ring of Honor. Young, who's been on New Japan Strong before, gets pinned here by Butcher after they hit him with Dragged Lake. El Hijo de Vikengo, Commander, and Bandito defeated Jack Cartwheel, Serpentico, and Helico. Bandito making his Honor Club here debut. As Cartwheel makes his Ring of Honor debut, this match was pretty wild as expected with everybody doing the usual spots. Vikengo hit a top rope moonsault followed by double knees in the corner and top rope 630 splash for the pen on Cartwheel. Katsuyori Shibata defeated Alex Coughlin in a pure championship match. Jerry Lynn, Madison Rain, and BG Whitmers were the judges for this. This match was very good with Coughlin using all three type, all three of his rope breaks within the first couple of minutes. And then Coughlin hung in there until Shibata hit a sleeper hold PK combo for the kit, for the pen. And in the main event for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship, Athena defeated Kara Hogan. Okay match here. I saw Athena hold onto the rope while holding onto her tights for the win. Kara went and attacked Athena after the match, but was stopped by officials from using a chair, which gave Athena the opportunity to fight back. Officials had to separate them as it looks like we you'll be heading into a rematch, so I'm guessing this could be like a fight without honor match or some sort of stipulation between these two. 
We go to MLW Fusion, another super series show from Mexico. The show starts with the second gear crew wake up in a hotel hungover after a wild night in Mexico, and they can't find Microman, but he appears from under a blanket, holding a bra as they all get up to leave. Looks like a scene out of the hangover. La Rebellion defeated the Bismol Negro Jr. and Torus. La Rebellion coming out of their, coming out with their NWA Tag Team Championships here in a non-title match. Pretty wild match here with La Rebellion hitting Mark of the Beast to Abismo. Mecha will follow this by taking Torus out on the outside with a suicide dive at Bestia 666. Covers Abismo for the pin. We see Willie Mack at a merch table before Taya Valkyrie, John Morrison, and Sam Madonna start questioning Mack, asking if he knows where Cesar Duran is. Mack says he'll give him some info if Morrison gives him a title shot at the National Openweight Championship, which he agrees to. Jacob Fatu with a quick promo, promising revenge against the calling for attacking him. Alice Kane says that never say never at the live pay-per-view on Fight TV. We'll find out who's the man behind... Boyame Fight Club and funding them. There's supposed to be a featherweight championship match between Taya and Dummy Uxo that got postponed due to Taya backing out. Sam Laterna was interviewing Exo and said that she, she got word that the title wouldn't be defended on the Super Series, but Court Bauer has signed a title match between them in two weeks in New York City. And in the main event here, El Hio de Vikengo, Cyclone, and Rejo Roos defeated John Hennigan, Sam Morris, and Gringo Loco. Interesting note here that Gringo was the only one without an entrance and wasn't shown in the match graphic as there was purposely, as if they were purposely trying not to promote him. So a little interesting here, in fact. He has been an MLW in the past. So I'm not sure what happened here, but crazy Lucha match here with everyone going all over the place until Psycho Clown hit a code red on Adonis for the win. We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes. The debuting Sandy Shore defeated Robbie Rocket, reversing a suplex into a small package. Shore wrestles in the indies as Maddie Max. I've seen her uh, here locally in Queens at LaBoom Wrestling for Shine. But she's also done AEW Dark, NWA, and was once part of an angle with Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey on Monday Night Raw as part of an exhibition for Jax. G.I. Jane defeated Chantilly Chella after hitting her with a big boot to the chest. Chainsaw defeated Steffi Slades with a big splash. And the Tonga Twins beat the Women of Wrestling Tag Team Champions Miami Sweet Heat, but by disqualification when Ricky Lynn McCoy interfered in this match. We had no episode of NWA USA due to the Crockett Cup, and the Power episode was actually just a recap of Night 1, which had matches such as Joe Alonso defeated Alex Taylor, the Brothers of Fun Destruction, which are Yabba the Clown and Roof of the Clown, defeated the Cut Above, which is Tom Latimer and Red Titus, in a second round match in the Crockett Cup, and then we have the Hardcore Team War match, where Maddie, Miss Kate of M95, Samantha Starr, and Ruthie J defeated Pretty Empowered. Ruthie J had actually replaced La Rosa Negra, who they said it was involved in a car crash, so I'm sending well wishes to her. Um, I did watch the end NWA Crockett Cup. It was okay, I guess. It was very long. It was two different nights with uh, three-hour shows. A lot of matches, obviously. But um, Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox came out as the winners of the Crockett Cup. There are some notes on postwrestling.com from Andrew Thompson if you want to check it out. On NXT Level Up, Kale Dixon defeated Quincy Elliott after dodging a running Elliott who went crashing to the corner as Dixon rolled him up by his feet on the ropes for the pin for the first win. Dixon was recently announced as appearing on an upcoming season of The Bachelorette, so I expect him to somehow work this into his gimmick. Uh, Dixon then started dancing in Elliott's face after an Elliott punched him and took him out with a body slam. Kiana James defeated Kalani Jordan after hitting her with a 401k, and Hank Walker and Tank Ledger defeated Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. Walker gets the pin on Nima after him and Tank hit a double team back body drop. On WWE Main Event, Dexter Loomis defeated Akira Tozawa in about four minutes and then shook his hand after. And Candice LeRae defeated Tegan Knox after hitting a springboard moonsault in a very good eight-minute match here. This is the first WWE singles match that these two have had after facing off a couple times in England. Nikki Cross sneaked out with Candice uh, during this match and stayed in her corner to her dismay. The WWE Network edition of the week was WXW 16 karat gold night three. And again, the Davey Richards match was cut from this event. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 